did just want to draw your attention. The scripture verse for this play is from Isaiah chapter 9. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, he will establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This scripture This prophecy was given hundreds upon hundreds of years before the birth of Christ. And Jesus perfectly fulfills it. The purpose of the incarnation, the purpose of the coming of God in man in the form of a baby boy, the purpose is to humble us. $10 doesn't seem like a lot. If I were to offer you $10, most of you in this room would say, oh, okay, thanks. I mean, you take it, but it is just $10. But $10 to a poor man is a great amount of money. And likewise, if I were to offer you healing for some of the younger folks among us, healing, healing from what? You feel in perfectly good physical health. Healing only sounds like good news to someone who is sick. In this way, the arrival of Jesus Christ on this earth to be king over us is an incredibly humbling announcement If you hear this news and you do not welcome it with joy, if you hear this proclamation that God has come to rule his people, to establish his government, and to reign over this earth, if you hear that declaration and it does not fill you simultaneously with both a sense of dread and relief and joyful expectation, then perhaps you are not yet humble enough to receive this news. Jesus Christ did not come to call the righteous, but to call the sinners in the same way that a physician comes not to heal the healthy, but to heal the sick. Jesus' coming should humble us. It should humble us because it required God to come to this earth to set us free from that which separates us from him. It required God coming to this earth to set right that which we have broken. It required God coming to this earth in order to reconcile us with the Father. God knew that there was something inside of all of us, and for some of us in this room, we may not fully appreciate or recognize the danger of this internal condition of sin that separates us from God. But God knew that it was there. And he knew that this condition of sin twists every thought away from its true purpose. It diverts every passion and every emotion from its most God-glorifying destination. It shapes and it directs our every choice and it has led every single one of us in this room, in this city, in this country, and all around the world for all of time down a path of ultimate rebellion against this king. And God knew that he was going to come and set us free from that indwelling sin. And so he sent his son. The reason the birth of Jesus is such glorious news to all of us today, church, is because it is in this birth that God offers you that which can bring healing. God can restore you through Christ back to that purpose for which you were originally created and for which he intends you to go. Let me define a couple of the elements in which we are broken by our sin. First, there is separation. Second, there is inability. Then there is delusion, imprisonment, and 
ultimately there is hopelessness. First, because of sin lurking inside of us, we exist in a state of separation from God. We don't actually have fellowship with him. He has hidden himself. We can't see him for the very reason of our sin. Separation from God robs us of the core reason for our existence. It renders us unable to live as we ought to live. It makes, us, it, makes it impossible for us to think as we were made to think, to desire what we were created to desire, to speak as God intends for us to speak to each other. How sad it is to be a human being, but to not be able to live as you were created to live. Because sin blinds us, it also leaves us in a constant state of delusion. We think we know ourselves, but we don't. We think we understand our nature, but we can't. We assess that we are more righteous than we actually are, and because we do, we don't desperately seek the help that we need in Christ. On top of these disasters is something even more terrible. It doesn't just leave us separated from God. It places us under imprisonment. Because we have rebelled against him and demanded our own way, we have broken his law. And as a result of the breaking of his law, we are under his condemnation. And the judgment that God has rendered for our sin is that we all deserve death. And that's why this is such good news. Is that Jesus Christ comes, God in the flesh, fully God and fully man, to live life exactly as you and I live it, yet unlike us, to be pure and innocent in every respect, having never sinned, tempted as we are, yet blameless. And he goes to the cross in order to die the death that you and I deserve to die. That if we would sense by the power of the Spirit that we are broken, that we are desperate, that we do need God in our lives, we could look to what Jesus did for us on the cross. We could place our faith and our hope in what he did there for us, dying our death. And that by believing his word, we could recognize that Jesus atoned for our sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the grave. As Christ is raised to new life, by following him, we are brought into new life and a relationship with the Father. That's the real meaning of Christmas. The cross brings the complete and truest understanding of the manger. As we celebrate Christmas, we undoubtedly are going to open gifts, and some of us are undoubtedly going to talk about Santa Claus coming down the chimney and all of this in good fun. And by all means, it is a holiday worthy of celebrating and enjoying and rejoicing. But it means nothing, really, if we do not know the joy of forgiveness. And that's what Christmas is. That's why Jesus came. And so I invite the worship team to come down. We're going to sing one last song. And as we sing, I want to invite you to consider whether or not you can sing this song truly as it is worded. Let all mortal flesh keep silence, and with fear and trembling let us all stand. Ponder nothing earthly-minded, for with blessing in his hand Christ our God to earth descendeth, our full homage to demand. Is Christ your king? Does he control your life? Have you surrendered to him in every aspect? Are you holding back a part of yourself Are you still insisting on your own way? I invite you to consider this Christmas season whether or not Christ has your full homage. And if he doesn't, there is no better time than right now 
to give all your allegiance and loyalty to Jesus Christ.